Know that my life is yours. Oh, my life is yours. Know that my life is yours. Oh, my life is yours. And I was forgiven at the cross. He shed his blood for all. And there is life at the death. For those who call upon his name. What's up, family? Shalom, shalom, hallelujah. It's your brother, Elishima. Now, that little song that you heard, you're not going to be able to find it on Spotify or YouTube or anywhere because I just made it up. Yeah, I'm in this phase where I'm just creating music in my head and just creating songs in my head and just praising him out of nowhere. And... I'm finding it like it's relaxing. Not only that, but it's helping me stay on my feet because right now I'm in the middle of a battle. We all know we're at war. You know, we're at war with the enemy. There is an enemy out there. There is a kingdom. He has a structured kingdom. Okay? It's like the military. And right now I am being attacked full force from all areas, all corners, finances, uh, just my, at work, I'm getting, I've gotten two bad reviews back to back. Two bad reviews that can potentially affect my business in a very, very bad way. I mean, I just got a thumbs down with no explanation. I feel like um, maybe I may have taken too much time doing a task I was hired to do an Ikea assembly and you know with these furniture assembly if you if you move too fast and you miss a step or you or you put something in the wrong way you're gonna have to backtrack and do it over again and you know a lot of times when you screw in something and you take it out it's not going to look the same and sometimes the screws mess up or the the board messes up from unscrewing something and just even if you just rush, you might scratch something. Like you just don't know. Especially with IKEA, we all know that IKEA products—they're lovely, they look nice, they're affordable. But a lot of times, they're not the best quality wood. So you have to be extra careful with IKEA furniture. So that's what I did. I was extra careful, and I may have taken too long, and I got a bad review for it. Whatever. So, anyways. Not only that, but it's just a lot of things. My, preg- my wife is pregnant. She's almost due. Uh, she's going through a lot of mood swings, which in a way affect me because she's going through some depression. You know, it's normal for a woman to be depressed during their pregnancy. But when she's complaining about things and just being moody with me, you know, I'm human as well. It can affect me and it will affect me. I am not in the position to be depressed. I am not in the position to be struggling spiritually. If she's depressed, I cannot be depressed as well because then we're both depressed and then we are just both going downhill and we are allowing the enemy to afflict us with, with depression and, and with, through depression comes anxiety and it just opens the doors 
to a lot of more evil spirits, more emotions, more mood swings, just a lot of, let's say, just, I would say emotions. Yeah, I could, I could say spirits because that's what they really are. A depression is a spirit of depression. When you're feeling lustful, it's a spirit of lust. You know, they, you can also say it's an emotion, whatever. Let's just go by emotions. But they're really spirits. A lot of these times, your emotions or these negative spirits, fear, hate, if you give an inch to one, if you allow fear to remain constant in your thoughts, if you give in to fear, if you start being scared of what's going to happen the next few days or what's going to happen with your job or in your circumstances, then you are allowing the enemy to afflict you. It's okay to be worried a little bit and to have plans. It's okay to be worried, okay, oh man, we might have to move out or whatever. Or, oh man, I might get fired. Or, oh man, I need a new job. It's okay to be a little bit worried, but then you have to go into action and stop dwelling on what can happen negatively and start just putting your action into motion and start being confident that no matter what happens, even if you do lose your job, even if you do become homeless, even if you, you do go through these trials and, and you're in pain or you're in suffering, no matter what, you belong to the Most High. Okay? You belong to Him. The Word says that in this world, you will have trouble. Okay? In this world, you will be hated. So this is expected. These trials, these attacks, they are expected. We are to expect this to happen. We are to be prepared that's the big clue. We have to be prepared for attacks. And how we are prepared for attacks is by constantly reading the word. It's by constantly being in prayer. Communication with the Most High. That's prayer. That's, it's like a conversation. Constantly being in meditation. Meditating on the word. Now, what does that mean to meditate on the word? You'll take a scripture... Let's say like, uh, you know, one of the most famous scriptures, John 3.16, for he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You will take that and you'll just dwell on that statement and try to figure out what it really means. What does it really mean that he so loved the world? That he gave his only begotten son. You'll take that and you'll take each word and you'll break it down and go slowly through that verse. That is meditating on the word. How does it apply to today? That's also meditation. And by meditating on heavenly things, on things about Yah, things about the Most High, you give little room to evil thoughts because you're thinking, you're preoccupied with thinking about heaven, thinking about the Most High, thinking about the Spirit. And just in meditation that if an, an evil thought tries to penetrate into your head, you were 
easily recognize it because your thoughts are just swamped with the fruit of the spirit, with the with verses of, 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 of the word. But if you are in fear and, and you're thinking and your thoughts and you're thinking about just your mind is just wandering, wandering around and you're just empty just thinking, just staring out into blank space or wondering how you were looking those new sneakers or just preoccupied with just worries. Then you forget about the promises. You will. It's 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 just it, it happens. You will for one second, maybe just one second, forget about the promises that the Most High gave us. That he who calls upon his name shall be saved. That's a one promise. You will forget his laws. And in that one second, you, when you are, when your mind is wandering and, and you just get angered by a situation or somebody tries to tick you off or say, they say something to you and it just bothers you, you forget and your, your heart just gets hardened to turn the cheek and you forget that you are a servant and you put up your defenses and you attack back the same way that you were attacked in the flesh. So that is why, for me, why it's a good reason to just sing, come up with songs. When I came up with My Life Is Yours, like when I came up with that little hook, I kept singing it over and over. Oh, my, my life is yours. Oh, my life is yours. And I will sing it over and over and I will get like the right tone. Oh, then my life is yours. Whoa, my life is yours. <laughs> and I will think what I can add to that. And while I am thinking it, I am repeating it in my head, in my brain. And while you are repeating this in your brain and in your head, it is getting embedded into your subconscious brain. In the back of your brain. And soon you'll notice that you are just working. You're doing what you're, what you're doing, you know, multitasking, working, exercising, walking or whatever. But in the back of your brain, you are singing. And that will affect your actions. That will affect the way that you speak. Because your mind is in a, in a state, a divine state. Your mind is in a calm and peaceful mind. You know you're meditating on the word. You know about the most high. You're, you're speaking to him. And out of nowhere, somebody comes and, and, and complains about the way that you did your job. And you just, at that moment, you'll, you'll know and you'll realize that it is an attack. They are trying to attack your mood. They are trying to get you to, to move. They're trying to get your mood to change. To go from peaceful to maybe concerned or worried or peaceful straight to anger. Or peaceful, worried, anger. They just want you to stop being at peace. They want you to stop meditating on the word. So this is what the evil spirits want. This is their first attack. 
okay? This is the way they attack. They see that you have a prayer life. They'll, they'll attack you. They'll attack you with distractions. They'll attack you with, with finances to get you to worry, to get your mind out of reading every single day like you used to, even if it's five minutes. If they can disrupt that schedule of yours, you'll miss... I'm sorry. Excuse me. They will disrupt your schedule and then instead of missing one day, you'll go four days without praying or four days without reading the Bible. Let's say you read, you're reading the word, but, uh, but you're not praying as you used to. So he doesn't have to attack your prayer life anymore because it's already going down. So what he'll do or the enemy will do was will, he'll start attacking your studying, your study life. Your prayer life is already going down. Let's attack your, your reading. Let's attack um, the time that you spend on meditation. Now you're being attacked on two fronts. And because you didn't close that door about on praying, now it's like you're, you have to do damage control quickly before everything just spins out of control. You have to plug the leak as fast as you can. You, you plug it. Like it's like you're in a boat and you find a leak, a hole in the boat. And if you disregard it, it's little by little, it's gonna fall up and that little one hole is gonna drown you. If not, that hole will probably create another crack or another hole will come up on another, another side of the boat, another area of your life. If you don't patch, if you don't close these holes, they are going to multiply, they are going to increase. Then you're not going to like, know what to do or how to start or how to stop like where do you start you have so many holes which one should i patch up first but if you patch up that hole immediately if you know where you are and what state you are and you patch up that hole immediately you have a, a clue and understanding of what you need to do but let's say your prayer life, everything's in good order. You're walking, trying to walk righteously because the word does say that no one is righteous. We all fall short from the glory of the Most High. But you can walk in a, in a level where the Abba is well pleased with you. He knows you're a sinner. But if you walk trying to live a righteous life, like actually trying, and if you fall, you know, you got caught off guard, but if you repent and try even harder, it's okay. He knows that. But the, what he wants to see is that how you bounce back. If you do fall, where's your heart, the condition of your heart? Are you really remorseful of what you did? Did your heart really repent or was it just your mouth? Does your actions back up your repentance? Does your actions, your behavior, back up your prayer life, what you pray for? You can pray for your enemies, for the safety and for the well-being of your enemies and for peace on your enemies. But when you see that person at work and you just walk right past them without saying anything, then that's being a hypocrite. Whether we like it or not. Or not being a hypocrite, then... If you don't want to use the word hypocrite, if you don't want to, then that's just being not fake, but just 
not sincere or not strong enough. We have to train our mind to remember constantly, like every single minute. We got to take it one minute at a time, family. One minute at a time. I go throughout my day sometimes, and at the end of the day, there are days, some days, it doesn't happen often, where I'll look back on the day, and I'll, I will be like, why did I say this to that person? Or why did I do that? And I'll be disappointed on some of the things I said or some of the things I did. It may not be a big deal like murder or adultery or, or you know, just lying. Or, you know, it will be like a white lie, like a sarcastic white lie. Like, I'm on 15th Street when you're really on 20th. Why lie about that? We have to, have to take it one minute at a time. And I've been just dwelling on that. Now that I got past this separation phase, now I understand more about my desires, my weaknesses. I understand more on the things that I need to work on more. I understand. Now I can focus on every single minute. I got to remember and focus that my desire, I know what my desires are, the, the bad ones that are negatively affected me, that keep me from the Holy Spirit, that keep me from, keep my mind from loving the most high to the fullest. Perfect example could be coffee. I like to use coffee a lot. I'm not saying like, I like to use it, like consume it. I like to use that example a lot. We don't need coffee every single day, family. Okay? Think about it. If you're drinking coffee just to drink coffee, it's because it could be borderline addiction. And if it becomes addiction, then you are being dependent on something other than the Holy Spirit. Now, if you drink coffee just because you like it, you like the taste, or you drink it every day, Okay, that's fine. But if you start being angry, if you start showing aggression, or, or if anything changes because you did not have this coffee, then something is wrong. Then coffee is bad. But if you drink coffee every other day, or even if you drink coffee every day, and if you don't have your coffee, you're good, then I don't see how that is a problem. But then if you really think about it, why drink the coffee to begin with? doesn't even taste that great. It's because your body is used to it. Scientifically, your body gets dependent on it. And when you don't have it, those chemicals in your brain, then it gets moody. You don't function the same. So that's why it's dangerous. And, you know, I'm not going to stand here and... Be a hypocrite. I drink coffee. That's one of the desires that I'm trying to control. Okay? That's one of the battles that I'm fighting. It's the desire to drink coffee. I would personally, I would just like to give up coffee altogether. But there are some days when it's cold and just drinking that sip of coffee, warm coffee, just, ah, just warms you. But does it really? Why not drink hot chocolate? 
all that sugar in that coffee. I don't even drink coffee with sugar that much. Sometimes I do. It's really the chemicals in the, in the coffee that make you want it more. And, and it becomes a desire. So family, that is why we must focus every single minute. Like we cannot afford to forget about the Most High, about Abba. For not even a minute. Because the day, that minute that you forget about him and you're in a situation and you forget it and you act out of anger, that could be your last. And sometimes I think about this like, wow, Father, like I know the truth. And there's days where, you know, I'm not as obedient as I should be. And, you know, because I know the truth and because I know all this information and because you were so merciful to me and gracious to me to reveal these things to me and I go and turn my back against you and yet here I am still alive wow like he is merciful we the people who know the truth deserve death more I feel like when we sin because we know the truth we've had experiences we've had encounters we know what it feels like we just know and for us to just spit on his face, Yahusha's face, crucify him again. It's, it's really, really hurtful, especially to the, to the Most High and to Yahusha. Like, man, like I did all this for you. I showed you all of this. And here you go again, spitting in my face. That's why we have to cry out. Like, have, when was the last time you cried out? Cry out to the Most High, I am tired of failure. I am tired of giving in to these desires. I am just tired. I can't do nothing without you. Now, what does that mean? The Most High, the Yahusha, He created everything. Nothing happens without His okay. So, He has a part in everything. So that's how He knows and understands everything that we do and that's why we say that we cannot do anything without him because without him hello this world wouldn't be here so once we start understanding that he has uh, his hand in everything we have to start believing and being confident in him and this this preaching is to me it's always first to me but family today my my heart goes out and you know today i just want to preach and speak to you not even preach speak to you on how important it is to just grab every thought every, every second of the day we must remember who we are in yah in yahuwah we must remember what the messiah yahusha did for us and we must live for him every minute of the day and there is going to come a minute where you are going to be challenged like never before your faith your obedience will be challenged it's not going to be easy family the road is narrow remember the road is narrow if we look at the religions that are out now, there are big roads. Not everybody's going to make it. Not every Christian is going to make it. Not every Catholic, not every Jew, 
But there are some Christians, some Catholics, some Jews that will make it because why? He will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. That's something that we have to understand. Just because you consider yourself a Pentecostal or a Christian or a Hebrew or a physical descendant of Abraham doesn't mean you are saved. Okay, family? Let's bring our thoughts captive. And let's process every thought, every minute of the day. We got to remember that we are at war, okay? And this war, there's going to be seasons of peace. There's going to be seasons of trials. And there's just going to be seasons of blows. You're going to get hit left and right. There's going to be seasons where you're going to be giving the enemy hits left and right. And he's not going to do anything back. We have to remember that we are soldiers in this war. We are soldiers, family. Okay? And we are in the midst of chaos. We are sent among wolves. We are to be as sheep. We are sent in the middle of darkness and we are just a little light. How, how bright are you going to shine that light in the midst of darkness, in the midst of heathens, in the midst of people who are just drunk with violence, drunk with sin? How are you going to act? How are you going to reach out to them? How are you going to show yourself approved? How are you going to be a light? Family, let's be a light in this darkness. Hallelujah.